This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air. It's time for Right Spot with Dunedin UNESCO's City of Literature. Yes, every couple of weeks on the program we turn our attention to Aotearoa Dunedin status as a UNESCO City of Literature, talking with all sorts of wonderful creative types, and we have spoken with our next guest this morning before, uh, local writer Barbara Alse. Playwright, fiction writer, uh, works as a literary agent, editor and fiction consultant as well, has turned her writing and her attention to her own life, a new memoir, Laughing at the Dark. Barbara Else joins us on the line now. Morena, Barbara, great to have you with us. Morena, Jeff, thank you very much. Barbara, did did it feel like a brave step to be doing this, to start uh, revealing something of yourself? Uh, well, it it started as um, as I say, kind of baby steps, um, not really imagining that it would turn into a, a full length memoir. Um, I I simply began uh, trying to find out if little tiny things I remembered from my childhood showed any clues about um, the sort of person I'd ended up being, whatever that was. <laughs> And in what form were you doing that? Just writing for yourself? Yes, at, at first, um, um, just jotting down little little anecdotes and memories, and that that grew. And and then, um, well, I, well I, I became quite ill. That that's mentioned in the book, and I couldn't really work on on anything couldn't write anything else and I thought well maybe I'll just keep going with um, with this um, this particular sort of writing and, and see what happens and it turned into a memoir Are you someone who has kept journals, kept diaries through her life? Oh no no no, only, only in terms of, um, sort of writing mysterious notes like um M, lunch, 12.30. <laughs> and I look back at some of them and I think, who was? Who was? Was that a Mary or a Maureen or a, who was it? <laughs> I, I mean, I ask that because if I, you know, if, if, I, if I even considered doing something similar for myself, and I'm sure everyone would be fascinated in that, but, uh, I, you know, I wonder how my recollection would be. I wonder whether I would trust my own memories. Um, I, I think sometimes um, you you have to, pick about a bit and, and figure out, you know, did when did that actually happen or did something else happen first that propelled that or just how does it all fit together? But I, what I focused on really was um, writing about incidents that um, either upset me or really amused me and, and you can remember those more clearly. Uh, and and they began to link together into a, a, a story, I suppose, a true story. So you were really tapping into um, those essential emotional moments in your life that made an impact. Uh, and you mentioned that you were searching for clues in a way. How early or late in the process did you feel like you were beginning to discover um, the things that created Barbara Else that we know today? Well, actually quite late, I think. I, I completed a draft and um, showed it to closest family members to see if there was anything there that um, they disliked. 
and um, and that process itself sort of set me um, off writing a new draft. Um, there were only a couple of things that that um, I deleted at that point, but it set me off into a new draft, and and everything began to grow and and, and come together and. Um, um, well, if, if you've ever written anything, you'll know, you'll know most people take many drafts to to get things to a point where they where it's polished and and ready to to send to someone. And um, by that time, I, I think I'd, without realising it, really committed myself to trying to get it published. The memoir um, includes, of course, um, what's. To- kind of described as as a transition for you coming through um, a period within your marriage where uh, there were these I don't know if it's the right way to describe it but kind of competing interests uh, your own career and your husband of the times career as well probably something that many face Um, how critical was that that time in your life in terms of where it took you with your with your career um, it, it was crucial. It, it was critical, um, and every time I wrote about it, I would feel quite tuned up. And every time I went through it again to edit and to polish, I'd get tuned up again. Um, but then there were so, so that that was hard, but that was fruitful in terms of figuring out how things how some things had happened, and then. Um, so you know that that's the quite um, sad portions there, I think. And then when I got to write about um, my my writing career and, and my second marriage, I thought, well, you know, it was all very happy then. How am I going to make that interesting? <laughs> so um, you know, it's much harder to make happiness interesting than it is to make um, drama. But um, there were plenty of, I think, very, very funny and sometimes sly incidents about about the writing life. When you look uh, at that that happier period, uh, when I guess you felt uh, more free to pursue what was really within you, um, did you look back on the, the 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 years before that and at all say to yourself, "Oh, um, there were signs or there were missed opportunities with my own career, my own writing that I could have taken," or were you were you simply focused on going forward from there? Um, I think it became it, it had become clear to me that um, um, a lot of what had happened had had held me back, and. Um, it, it was really societal pressure um, on on people around me and also on me um, that were, you know, trying to trying to keep me um, being conventional. I suppose is is a good way to put it. And later on, I I felt very supported in in what what I was trying to do, and and the writing really took off at that point the book laughing at the dark is described as a memoir as opposed to an autobiography for those um well what do you say the distinction is oh if it was an autobiography i would have written about you know every teacher i'd ever had 
and um, every holiday I'd gone on, and it would it would have been uh, incredibly long and incredibly tedious. Um, who would want to know? But I think a, a memoir is um, a selection of of memories that really, for me, at, at any rate, a memoir needs to build into a story, an interesting story. Um, but of course, the difficulty is, if you're writing your memoir, you um, you have to you can't make up things. It's not like writing a novel; you you can't you can't invent. You have to stick to what actually did happen. But you can select. Mm, that must be so interesting because, you, you, as you say, you are you're looking at, at, at times when you're writing fiction to create those events out of out of thin air, so to speak, or you know to reference things that you, that uh, you're familiar with, but but haven't actually happened in real life. Does it then, for when you actually reflect on a life as a writer, uh, in some way, kind of reinforce the writing that's gone before? Uh, in terms of saying, well, actually, you know, um, I'm writing here about a, a human being that's actually been through quite a, a, a lot. The kind of twists and turns in your own life might reflect the people that you write about. So, you know, there is not necessarily that great separation between a memoir and a piece of fiction. Yes, um, that's that's a that's a very deep question, and. Um, I'd probably need an hour to think about it before I answered it properly. Um, but yes, I, I think I think storytelling technique comes into comes into any sort of writing. Probably even if you're writing a you know a report for a board of somewhere or other. But um, yes, I think my my experience with writing fiction certainly came into how to structure the memoir. To, um, that in a way that would I would I hoped would keep it interesting, um, <clears throat> and I, I did get um, three very good friends who are also excellent and very very well known authors to look at a later draft to see what they thought. Um, you know, should I go on with it or should I should I say, well, no, this one's this this is not this is not for publication. Um, so that I felt very brave doing that. Barbara, who is the memoir for? I mean, you mentioned that you started writing it almost as an exercise for yourself, and a, an act of discovery in ways. Um, is this for those people who are familiar with your body of work, who would be curious about finding uh, more out about the person behind that? And or is this for anyone who might just pick it up and not necessarily be familiar with your writing? Um, well, I, I, I hope both are true. Um, I felt, as I, as I got near the, oh, I suppose, fourth draft, I began to feel that this is really, it's not just my life story, it's also would be very familiar to a lot of women who'd been through the same the same sort of things in the 60s and 70s and even into the 80s. And um, I've had feedback which has surprised me from, from um, some younger women who say, oh my gosh, that's my mother's life. I, you know, um, it's opened up an awful lot for, for, for them, they say, which is, you know, remarkable, I think, and, and, and you know, makes me happy, um, certainly as a writer to think I've done that.
but I hope basically it's just a a good read with you know plenty of plenty of humour and um, yeah and and well an interesting story I hope. Do you think it might be useful for those who are embarking on on their own journeys as writers? I hope so because um, in the second second half of the book, there's quite a bit about about writing and about my editing career, and uh, so there would there would be some tips and tricks in there. I hope. I imagine one of the challenges is how to wrap up a memoir, where to leave it, um, how to polish off the journey that you've taken the readers through. How have you approached it with this book? Oh, you're, you were very good, aren't you? You're very clever. Because um, that was exactly what I began to worry about as I got towards, I suppose, to, towards the present. And then, um, almost like a, a gift out of nowhere, uh, some friends, it was during, um, during one of the lockdowns when we could finally have small gatherings of people, and some friends, um, there were just six of us, we got together one evening, and it was just a beautiful evening um, in terms of everything that, that went on. Uh, we were so happy to be together after the lockdown. And when I, even while I was there, I was thinking, this is where I should end it. This is where I should end the, the story. Um, friends coming together. And um, I think it works. I'm looking at an image of the book cover. Um, tell us about that. <laughs> oh, um, that's it's actually a photo of me back in um, 1968, I think, at, um, or perhaps even, yeah, round about then. Um, it was a pub, it's a publicity photo from Capping Review here in Dunedin. And um, one of my daughters, I think, posted it on Facebook a few years ago. And it's, it's a hilarious photo. I mean, it's, it's, it's quite dramatic and it's a, it's a good photo. Um, and when I sent, sent the manuscript to the publisher and she, she said, yes, she wanted it, after some deliberation, of course, you don't hear immediately. Um, but she also said, I want that photo I saw on Facebook for the cover. And so that... Um, You're holding a rifle. I'm holding a rifle, yes. Um, I don't think I actually carried a rifle on stage. That was just for the publicity. But um, yes, I'm holding a rifle. Isn't it? It's weird. <laughs> Why do you think uh, that photo was settled on? It might not have been your own choice, but what do you think it might... I mean, it's an arresting photo, I suppose. That, that's good enough reason. Um, I suppose because... Because I... Well, I, I, I had to fight for my identity as a writer, and a lot of it was quite subversive, so perhaps... Perhaps the the um, publisher thought there was a sort of guerrilla element to that. I I don't know. Um, I uh, think it's a wonderful choice. It's certainly one. Uh, you know, it would for anyone uh, passing it, they'd, they'd be curious about it. I'm sure, and that, and that's you know part of what a book cover is is there to do. I suppose. Yes. Barbara, yes. you are celebrating the release 
of this book with an event at the University Bookshop on the 20th of April. So uh, it's an important and exciting time for you, I imagine. It, it is. It's very important. It's, um, it's a few years since I've published. Uh, the last book was before, um, bef- well, before COVID. Um, so, um, and, and it's, it feels very, very strange to have a memoir out there. I'd always sworn I would never write one. I didn't, um, I just hadn't imagined it. So this is, this is a, you know, a big step, a big step. So yes, if, if anyone is interested in coming to the launch, it's, um, as you say, first and the 20th, 5.30 to 7pm, and, um, UBS is always a wonderful place to visit. And from when can we get our hands on Laughing at the Dark? Um, it's it's in shops now. It's just arrived, I think. And um, yes, it's so it's available now. Barbara Else, congratulations on, on the release of your memoir, Laughing at the Dark. Thanks for taking a little bit of time this morning to join us here on ORFM. All the very best for the release and, and of course, for your future writing. And who knows, perhaps part Thank two you. somewhere down the track. Oh, well, <laughs> I might put this interview in, mightn't I? <laughs> <laughs> Kia ora. Thank you. Bye-bye. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.